0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode with Brittany Bundles. You are listening to the Brittany Bundles podcast, where we empower people through entrepreneurship. We're going to be talking about how it literally costs to have bad credit, like it literally costs you if you are in the position of having bad credit. And if you're wondering, well, what do you mean by that? Stay tuned to this episode because I'm going to break it down. If you are interested in credit repair services, be sure to check out bchcreditrepairs.com. That is B as in boy, C as in Charlie, H is in Henry, creditrepairs, plural.com. Um Go over there and book a free consultation. If you're interested, I'll be more than happy to help repair credit. And without further ado, I'm going to hop right into the podcast episode. Um, I am going to also ask that you share this podcast episode. Sharing the podcast just helps give it more exposure. Um, Also, it does help to highlight the entrepreneurs that have been on this platform as well. And it also helps to uh, spread motivation, encouragement, insight, inspiration. So let's do our part with building this podcast all in the hopes of strengthening the entrepreneurial and the credit uh, community. You know, we want to make sure that as many people um, as as possible gets this information and can benefit from the information that is talked over in not just this podcast episode, but all the episodes that have been on the Brittany Bundles podcast. Uh, I want to thank you all that do share the podcast. I want to thank you all that tune in. I'm going to give you a moment to go ahead and share and I'll be back in just a minute. All right, all right, so I am back. And today we're gonna talk about how it literally costs you to have bad credit. The first point that I wanna touch on, and I did post this um, statement, it literally costs to have bad credit on my Instagram page at bch underscore credit repair. So be sure to follow me there on Instagram too, um, and on Facebook. But let's start with auto loans. So I've had the privilege it with uh, paying off a few different cars, uh, working in the financial industry at a uh, credit union. I've also worked at like uh, buy here pay here places, and I have experience seeing how the interest accrues on loans. So with simple interest auto loans, typically the interest accrues daily, and the higher your interest rate is, the more you're paying. For for that vehicle. So let's say someone at the credit union gets approved for an interest rate of like 2.34% and someone that goes to like a buy here, pay here place, which I've made videos about getting cars from those places too on this platform or on my YouTube channel at Brittany Bundle. So be sure to check that out if you haven't already. But let's say that they go and they get their vehicle financed at like a uh, 19.9% or something like that. They're going to pay a lot more for the same exact vehicle than someone with a higher credit score uh, is going to pay based on the interest rate. Now, you have to factor into the terms and things like that, the down payment. But still, it's still paying more for an item. Literally, you're paying for the same car, but you're paying more because of the interest. The reason that institutions do that is because of your risk factor. So if you have a lower risk factor, a lot of times... Uh, Lending institutions will give you funds at a lower rate because it's a lower risk. So like with the vehicle loan, an auto loan is a collateralized loan. You may find that they have lower interest rates than like a credit card or a unsecured loan, like a line of credit. Because if something happens and you default on that auto loan, they can look to repossess it and still make some of their money back. So we're looking at financing. You have to remember that this is all about how can the institutions get get their money back plus more. They're looking at making money. When you come to them and they're, you're you're wanting a loan, they're hoping that you qualify so that they can lend you the money and get their in, their money plus their interest back. So you want to be very aware of where your credit rating is and where your stand is because even if you have poor credit and you 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 are put in a a position where you have to take out a loan with a higher interest you can still work towards repairing and rebuilding your credit so that you can get better options in the future but like i said with with that scenario you'd be paying a lot more for the same vehicle and let's say that you miss a payment the interest accrues daily. So there have been people that I've seen that missed payments and then their payments aren't going to the principal, but their payments are going strictly to the interest because they've let so much interest accrue. It's really important that you stay on top of things like that and that you ask questions before you take out loans, even if it's the car you want, to ensure that you're not overly paying for that vehicle. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is rent opposed to mortgage. So a lot of people ask this question, you know how come I can pay or why is it that I can pay over two thousand a month in rent, but I can't get approved for this mortgage and this mortgage mortgage is going to be like 800 a month. Well, although we're looking at this as a monthly st- at a monthly stance, when you're going to take out a mortgage, there the, the loan officers and the underwriters are not just looking at that loan for a monthly, at a monthly stance they're not just saying okay well this is how much it's going to be per month if she pays two thousand a month and of course she can pay 800 they're looking at it as i'm giving this person one hundred and thirty thousand, dollars or however much the house is i'm giving this person a loan for for it let's say it's a house that's under a hundred thousand i'm giving this person a loan for sixty-five thousand. so you want to they, they they want to make sure that you actually qualify for the amount that they're lending not the monthly payment only but also the full amount so that's when your debt to income comes into play as well and that's why i talk a lot on this podcast and on my youtube channel about not just focusing on the credit score because you can have a high credit score but if they look at your debt to income and when i say they i'm talking about the institutions that you're going to apply for a mortgage through and they see that your debt exceeds the amount that you're getting in that may disqualify you right there no matter what your credit score is you can have a great credit score again but still be disqualified and not approved based on your debt to income they can also look at how stable you look on paper or how stable you don't look on paper so has this person had a history of job hopping a lot of times if you job hop a lot but you're job hopping in the same industry that can work good for you still like they'll still look at you as being pretty stable because a lot of times people will change jobs based on better opportunities, higher pay and things like that, better benefits. So if you're someone, and let's say you've been a loan officer for like five years, but in that five years, you've changed three different uh, bank banking institutions. You're still in the same field of a loan officer so they may look at that as still being stable or let's say that you've been in customer service for like 10 years you may have had multiple positions and multiple jobs but you've been at that in that same role for 10 years that can also be looked at as stable but that all depends on how that specific institution reads loans and works up the loans um the loan officer you're working with uh they definitely Uh, a lot of times have a part to play in your approval or denial based on how they write up the application for the underwriter to review. I've seen it firsthand where I have changed some wording on an application and I've explained the story a better way and the application had a better chance of approval than um, the first time I sent it through just kind of like with bare bones. And it took some time for me to actually learn how to incorporate all the necessary information that this specific underwriter was looking for because there's also different underwriters and certain underwriters look for certain things too. So it's it's, it's a whole process and that's why it's important to get in good, uh, if you can, with whoever you are working with at your bank or your credit union um, because you have a higher chance and it shouldn't be that way. But working in the industry, I have definitely learned that Um, there's a lot of gray. And some people use that gray for your benefit and some people use that gray for their benefit. So you wanna make sure, um, if you can, that you're connecting with as many resources as you possibly can within your institution. That's why I think it's great to not only have a bank, I love my bank because my bank allows me to have more freedom wherever I travel. But my credit union has been, I've been with the credit union since I've been, uh, since I was a teenager. And they know me on a different level. So if I needed something and their interest rates were better, more than likely I'd probably go to my credit union because a lot of times it's a lot easier than going through a bank. Now a bank looks at things black and white. So I mean you could also go through a bank. I'm not saying don't, but I'm saying um, the credit unions a lot of times have that personal or they're supposed to have that personal feel. Just to put that out there, but that's why I, I see that question floating around um, Facebook a lot. You know, hey, that makes no sense that I can pay two thousand a month in rent, but I can't get qualified for a mortgage that'd be eight hundred a month. Well, if the mortgage is a hundred thousand a year for the house, for the loan that you're taking out, plus you're paying house insurance, and then you have a job that makes um, below whatever that that criteria is, plus you have a couple different loans um and your expenses just like i said exceed your income you know that, that that may be where they say hey do you have anyone else that we can add on to the loan and you may be thinking like well why my credit's good it's not just your credit or if you have had um, a lot of gaps in your employment history they may say hey you know your income looks good your debt to income is in line but we're really concerned about you not working at a plate at this place for over two years so um, those are some, some reasons as to why um, you may be paying more in rent and not be qualified for a lower monthly mortgage payment. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about is where you live. So recently, not really recent, recent, but recent enough, I moved uh, back home to Michigan. And when I moved back to Michigan, I had to look for new places to stay because I sold my house. And when I was doing that, they were running credit checks. And I was, I, I always have had credit checks run when I was getting apartments. Like I've had my first apartment since I was like 18 or 19. So I, I got that drill, but the, the criteria for where your credit score needed to be for certain areas really shocked me. Like when I called to get information, I would ask like, you know, how many bedrooms? When is your available move-in date? Um, what is the rent? What are your qualifying um, components? Like, what do I need to be qualified? And I, a lot of times, would get, and because I was using my tax returns for like my hair business to show us income and like my YouTube and things like that, I wanted to also know if how they looked at tax returns for income because some places like some uh, places i would apply to and the office manager would say i'm not really good with tax returns at all you'll have to wait until such and such comes in they know how to read tax returns and so it was it was a little bit challenging um or a little i want to say challenging but it was different especially using my tax returns instead of pay stubs um however i do want to say that i was more so taken back by the credit score you had to have. So like in certain areas, in order to qualify, even if your income met, and even if you didn't have any like um, foreclosures or any charge offs or anything derogatory on your credit report, if your credit score wasn't like at a 670, some places would not accept you or 640 at the lowest or, and so it's really important to make sure that you're repairing your credit and that your credit is as healthy as it can be for the places that you want to live as well. Uh, There are people that have experienced owning a home like myself and they're not rushing back into purchasing another home because they want to make sure that the home they purchase uh, the next time is going to be a home that they stay in for a while. Maybe they're forever home. Um, Also, they may not have any um, homes that are available in the area they want to live. That's really me right now. That's kind of where I'm struggling. Um, also, they may be saving for their down payment as well, because when you get approved for a mortgage, uh, the other part that a lot of people don't talk about is the down payment. Like, you don't, you know, you get approved, and then they say, "Well, hey, so your down payment is fifteen or sixteen thousand, just as an example. Do you have that saved up?" So I always say when people are like, "Hey, I want to repair my credit because I'm looking to buy a house," let's work on what you can do now. Let's repair your credit, but let's also make sure that we are saving money. Let's make sure that we are paying down your credit cards. Because once you get into your house, just think about it. There's going to be a lot of things more than likely that you want to purchase. There's going to be um, some things that you're going to need to purchase. And you just want to make sure that you're in the best possible position because the last thing you want is for you to move into this house and then you feel completely strapped with cash. you're not able to get the furniture that you want. You may not be able to get any furniture at this time. You're not able to get food. You're eating noodles every night. You know, like you want to make sure that you're that you still can live comfortably, and also even though you're approved, you want to make sure that you're going to be able to come to the closing with your down payment. Um, you may be saying, "Hey, I'll just get a loan for that," and maybe you will, but what if you're not approved? Or what if you don't want to run your credit after you've already been approved because it may change the approval. Um, so there's a lot of things to consider. So I wanted to put that out there too, that your credit score can definitely dictate the areas that you live in as well, which is super important to me because that is something that I look at when I am moving. Like I will move to in a place that doesn't have all of the updates and all of the bells and whistles if it's in a safer place. Um, there are some people that look at it opposite you know hey I really don't care about the location because it's just me or you know some, or I'm with my spouse or whatever I just care about the update so you just have to figure out what's important for you but that was another shocker for me um, when I would get on the phone and people would say hey our qualifications are is our xyz and one of the qualifications were your credit score needs to be like the at this point um, because you technically can get like a mortgage if your credit score is like six i think like 640 or higher depending on where you go and depending on what type of mortgage you're getting but that's something so i'm like you i just was blown back and i was like thank god that i've been conscious and um you know kept up with my credit because if i hadn't i don't know where i would stay i wouldn't have the the freedom to be able to live in a place that i was comfortable living Um, at with you know my credit if I wasn't taking care of it so it's important to take care of your credit even if you don't understand why or even if you're discouraged because you didn't get the car you wanted or you didn't get approved for the mortgage that you or the house that you wanted through your your mortgage application Um, you never know why you may need credit the next thing that I want to talk about is not only does having bad credit cost you with interest and cost you by have you know you paying more in rent than you would in mortgage or cost you areas that you can live in but it also can cost you peace of mind so when I was working at the credit union we did this study and it was a training and I don't have the exact numbers but it was a lot of people like a high percentage of people that didn't have savings for 3 months So if they lost their job, God forbid, you know, it takes some time for unemployment to go through for that whole application process. It takes time for government um, assistance. It takes time for all of that. So if you lose your your job and then the rent's due next month and you're getting that one check uh, possibly or maybe a half a check, how are you gonna pay your bills? So some people will go to like a payday place, right? So the payday places, they don't give you a lot, like you're not gonna be able to walk away with it from a payday place, place with thousands typically. So knowing that, and let's say that your rent is like 2,000, so you don't even get enough to pay your rent, what are you gonna do? And then you try to take out a loan, let's say you try to do like a signature loan for like 10,000 and you're like, hey, this is gonna catch me up for a few months while I try to, to find a job and get back on my feet. Well, if you haven't been taking care of your credit, you may not have those options either. So instead of you being able to rest in the fact that, okay, well, I don't have the money right now, but I do have the credit, which is going to give me access to capital at this point, and I can repay, you know, I can pay it back once I get my my job rolling back in. That can cause a lot of stress, and it can cause you just sitting there really racking your brain on how to come up with the extra funds when, if you had income you may have you may have a greater chance at getting approved. Now I do want to say this too, um, when you do lose your job, a lot of institutions, most institutions that I know, they're going to ask for proof of income. So if you lost your job and you don't have like your pay stubs, to so if you lost your job you may not be able to get approved through a loan for a loan at that point either um, just because you don't have proof of income. But I do wanna say that it's important to continuously save up your money. We already, we should know that. But also it's important to make sure our credit is good because even if you don't get a loan that day or you can't get approved for a loan, there's still more options that may be provided to you uh, with higher credit than not. Um, Or let's say you get a new job pretty quickly you'd have a better chance, and it's in the same field of getting approved for that loan and being able to use some of those funds to help with the expenses versus waiting the two or three weeks that it takes to get your first check. So those are just some things that can happen if you do have credit. Also, if you have a better credit stance, you may have a chance of getting a credit card with a higher limit. Like there's just more options. And my aunt told me, When I was younger, she said, having money gives you freedom, it gives you the option to choose. And that's similar with credit. It just gives you more options when your credit is in a good standing. You may not use your credit, you may not need your credit, but in the event that you do, I've seen people that have gotten loans for medication, and I'm sure they didn't plan on needing to take a loan out for their medicine years ago, or maybe they did. But we used to have this model where we said bad things happen to good people and that's really true so if something god forbid were to happen you want to make sure that you have some options to to go through um, in order to get yourself in a better position so it definitely costs to have bad credit uh, it, it costs a lot in interest It can cost a lot in time having to go and find which institution is going to approve you. Not to mention that doing that also, if you're doing hard inquiries, um, knocks your score down even further. It's just it's kind of like once you're you're down in that hole, it's really hard to climb out of. It's not impossible, but it's challenging. And so if we can prevent that from happening or once we see it has happened or is happening, correct it as soon as we can, that's going to give us the best possible outcome. So I really hope that this podcast resonated with someone out there. I really hope that it helped. If you have any other topics that you'd like me to go over on the credit awareness segment, be sure to let me know. You can leave a comment if you're listening on the Anchor app. You can also email me, Uh, you can email me at bchcreditrepairs at gmail.com, or you can email me at b, the letter b, talks, T-A-L-K-S, at yahoo.com. I also am asking that you follow me on my social media platforms. I'm on Instagram at Brittany underscore bundles. That is Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y underscore bundles, B-U-N-D-L-E-S. I'm on Facebook Brittany Bundles, Twitter Brittany Bundles, and YouTube Brittany Bundles. Until next time, I'll talk to you all in the next podcast episode.